Welcome to the Aquas Podcast, conversations about regs, funds, and governance with your host, Daniel Lawler. Hello, welcome to the Aquas Podcast with me, Daniel Lawler, and my co-host, Shannon Eastman. You almost choked over those words. I did. I was going to say guest <laughs> co-host, but you're here too much to be called a guest. Uh, so we're recording on the morning of Wednesday, the 2nd of September. The kids are back to school. It's pouring rain. Choking. It's choking it down with rain. The new normal feels an awful lot like the old normal. <laughs> oh, that's actually quite accurate. And, and nice to hear. Yeah. I'll have me a bit more of that, actually. Um, we have an interesting uh, lineup of topics to get through today. We've got 20 minutes on the timer. Um, and the first one... I'm not doing my intro yet, though. Carry on. <laughs> uh, do you feel, looking back on lockdown and all of that, that you're a better person at the end of it? Because I, I have this nagging, nagging feeling that, you know, I didn't learn the piano. I didn't <laughs> develop my skills. Anyway. I did listen to some opera music. But beyond that, I don't know. I don't think I'm... I'm going to look back on this in 20 years' time, and you know, the kids and the grandkids are going to ask about it. And go, oh, I don't know what happened. What just did felt you like do a, with your 2020? Yeah, what did you do with the lockdown? It's just like I'm a not sure if I became a better person. I got really grumpy and totally jaded with all the shenanigans and the media and the people and the mass and all of it. So, do you believe um, now about coronavirus? I don't. Do you want to pull at that thread? Because no. <laughs> I'm ready to take that debate on. The, well, in 60 seconds. Absolutely not. No. I think there's a, a vulnerable community of people that need to be well cared for and looked after. And I do not believe without any doubt that there is necessity to shut down the first world um, unless there's an alternative agenda. So I'm going to leave it there. Oh, it's yeah. okay that we have different opinions, but absolutely not. But you know what it is? It has done. Oh my God. I had to take up boxing because I was like, it's either whiskey or boxing. So I'm boxing. I've increased it to six times a week to help me process how much, how jaded I am by this. um, That's funny because I I see a glance you got me sideways sometimes (laughs) and the fish is clenched. (laughs) No, it's great. I have a wonderful trainer. He meets uh, you. I'm going to plug him. He's so great. He'll meet you in any park in Dublin City. He'll train you for an hour. Um, He's so skilled at, I think, 17 different forms of like martial arts, boxing. You've made that up. Tai Chi. What's his name? Marchin. He does training with kids and families and stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, on the weekend. So he's uh, got two kids, uh, Zosia and Anthic. were smarter than me he wanted Zosha to come in and be mentored by me and in the first 30 minutes of meeting this darling 13 year old I think she is I was quite aware that she was smarter than me and I could probably get mentored by her but he has kids on the weekends where he brings parents and children together and you train you can bring your kids oh my god Daniel would love it it's a kind of a bonding thing it is he's passionate about relationship with your children and he's passionate about giving your body what it needs so that your body does what it's meant to do. Um, yeah, I feel my kids have had plenty of parent time. Actually, stage. you're an amazing father. Oh, uh, yeah, buttering me up. Well, I feel they're like, 
And now you're, oh, this you're parent, now this parent time that's overrated. Give it back. We're going to hang out with my mates. I've seen enough of you now. They won't be on their psychi- psychiatrist couch in a few years' time complaining about not enough parent FaceTime. Actually, Daddy, you're probably, I could, I could say wholeheartedly, even my mom said, isn't Danny's children very well behaved? Just little kids, isn't he a wonderful father? Oh, it's, it's just a dream. So I've heard that enough now that I'm like, yes, yes, I can see that this would probably be something less required. But Marchin, I'm gonna plug him again. Marchin's monkeys, he's Polish, so it's M-A-R-C-I-N. Um, amazing. Didn't you see the video where he had that guy Baz out there? I did, I did. I did, yes, that's yeah. very good. So uh, I'm boxing five times a week. I love to spar. It's Are you punching people in the face in this, or is it? He's got pads. All right, okay. Are you doing any actual with another individual, or is it all pads? It's all pads. Bosh. Right. It's yeah. I think you should get into uh, the ten part routine. MMA, MMA. I think you no, should get into MMA. No, I no. saw I saw a TV pro. Actually, it was a Baz. Chapter did that video, and he had this lady who trained to do MMA because she'd had kind of issues in the past. She'd been in an abusive relationship, and this is kind of her, <laughs> not just a, just a way of. I'm not laughing at that. I'm just laughing at her and I would have similar. And Bray, I think it was yeah. You are in Bray. You could go and do oh, MMA. Bray. Yeah, yeah. I'm just laughing that I had such a terrible relationship with 2020 that I had to make a decision: am I boxing okay. or am I drinking? Well, 2021 MMA, you got to take of uh, your your new your title, your fighting title, and your walk on music. Any My comments? Walk on music, yeah. Eminem. Oh, good call, good call. Eminem. Now, having plugged that marching enough, let's plug some of our own stuff. Um. Well, wait a minute. I told you that I've taken up boxing. What the hell have you been doing the last few months? Uh, I have. I, well, I told you I've been listening to uh, to uh, opera music, so you know that feels a bit more cultural. I've also played a bit of golf. Uh, no, no, no! You've been doing no, both those things coming into the apocalypse. Uh, okay, nothing. I've done nothing. nothing. Well, I can I, I want to talk about this Esma blog, the blog and the oh, Esma letter. Blog Does that count? Yeah, the Esma blog. Okay. Um. So, but two weeks ago, Esma has published their letter to the European Commission with their advice, their recommendations on the AIFMD review, Alternative Investment Fund Managers Directive Review. Uh, pretty chunky and lots in it, uh, but especially the, the recommendations around substance and delegation are the ones that get most attention. Now, having said that, there's a lot of other uh, topics in there, and actually most of it pretty good. But uh, I have written a blog on the delegation substance piece. Yeah. Uh, with a couple of handy recommendations for our friends in Esme in Paris to uh, overcome their issues, uh, but I suspect they won't be interested. Why do you say that? Recommendations. Uh, I think that the ways to approach substance and delegation are, well, there's a couple of ways to. One is to focus on the manco rather than trying to focus on regulating the delegates because ultimately the, the manco is liable and remains liable regardless of whatever delegation. So actually, instead of worrying about who they're delegating to, if you focus on the manco, understand that they are liable, maybe look at the capital requirements, look at having a PI, professional indemnity insurance requirement for use its mancos, um, but ask, the, ask and focus your energy on the manco. And if they are delegating, what are they doing to do a good job on 
supervision and uh, of the firms that they've delegated to. So that's one approach. The other is even simpler, and that's to turn on the AIFMD third country regime. So instead of trying to regulate US investment managers via the AIFM in Europe, uh, just turn on the third country regime and authorize them directly and, and extend that to the usage regime as well. Uh, I don't think they'll do it. Uh, I think that the ESMA perspective on the world seems to be that the ideal is a captive manco in an office with all of its staff performing investment management and risk management on site. And anything other than that is lesser and requires regulation, hopefully not to the point of prohibition, but it's certainly dealt with as being a lesser approach. Uh, and I think that the suggestions I put forward don't facilitate what they have in mind, which is captive man goes to their offices in Europe. Now, I can be proven wrong, and just remember, Esmond does not have the power to impose this as regulation. They are advising the Commission, and the Commission will have a different view of the world and will, of course, be lobbied and advised by national governments and departments of finance and industry bodies and what have you. Um, but from an ESMA perspective, they still do wield a lot of influence and power. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a worry that they, that they continue to beat on in this struggle. Interesting. Well, it's uh, over to quest.ie forward slash blog uh, for that article. Um, I enjoyed reading it. I liked how you presented it. And I liked the 360 degree view of, you know, here's who the solutions are good for, here's who it's going to be really tough for, and here's who it's going to be really bad for. So it was nice insight. Um, what else have you got on ESMA at the moment then? Well, we know at the end of September, the liquidity risk management stress testing guidelines come into full effect. So we have a WWRD, what would the regulator do video to give a short explainer as to what firms can expect from a regulator's perspective in terms of how compliant they need to be by the end of September. And then likewise, as we get into the end of October and the 20th of October, the Securities Financing Transactions Regulation, a bit of a mouthful, SFTR, the reporting obligations under that for MANCOs kick in from late October. So again, there's a WWRD on that to remind firms and to kind of guide them. And is that out right now or is that coming? No, that's done. Actually, we did that earlier in the year. We just reposted it to as a reminder because we're getting closer to that deadline. We kind of flagged it early in the year because it's not something you're going to turn around very quickly to get in a position for compliance. Um, but like a lot of things, it will be left to late in the day by many firms. So as I said, we just reposted to remind firms where they need to be by the uh, by late October by the time that deadline kicks in. Late October. How many? What is that? Eight weeks? Seven weeks? Yep, seven weeks. So. Um, for firms who have done nothing, uh, and there will be some, there is quite a bit of ground to cover. It's doable, presumably, where firms are not going to report themselves, but are going to delegate the reporting. But there's still, like anything where you don't do something yourself and you get uh, somebody to do it for you, there's a whole governance process to go through to make sure they know what they're doing and you know what they're doing and you're overseeing what they're doing. So um, if you're listening to this podcast, and you engage in the use of securities financing transactions like repos and reverse repos and stock lending, and you've either not heard of SFTR or you vaguely remember something pre-lockdown mm. and it rings a very, very vague bell, uh, get on there, check out WWRD. It's episode 12. Do I need to worry about 
SFTR. It's in our YouTube channel. Uh, and check that out uh, and then get ready for a period of fairly intense activity. Um, anything else on that before we shift gears? Let's shift gears. Oh my goodness. I know you're very excited about this one. The investor's perspective. Yeah. Um, Bob been, Quinn. Bob, yes. We've been looking to to do this for a while. So in the Irish financial services uh, industry, obviously we are, we're, we're very focused uh, uh, as a financial services center on the service providers. So we have loads of lawyers, we have our regulator, we have administrators, depositories, some investment managers, uh, directors and, and other stakeholders. But what we don't have is a lot of investors. And what we don't have is uh, an investor body or really a representative group where you can kind of tap into what the perspective of an investor is on the state of the world or on a new proposal for financial regulation. Or the so things that tell can, us what you have lined up. So to cover that gap, we have a new uh, guest co-host, Bob Green, who is the investor advocate. I think that's his title. The He's, investor's advocate, Bob Quinn. Yeah. So um, he works with investors. He's an investment. He, I guess you call him an, an IFA. He's an independent financial advisor who works with investors to kind of steer them to investments that are appropriate for them and has very interesting views on things like passive versus active uh, and whether ESG is worth it yet. Um, and so I think it's really interesting because you can, as a an industry stakeholder, you can get very invested in what's good from the service provider's perspective. And even as a regulator, I remember when, when you would do consultations and you're trying to calibrate new rules, where's the right line to draw on the sand? Um, because investors don't tend to be organized as a, as a body, you very rarely hear from investors. So you're then trying to, you know, even when you're doing impact assessments, you're trying to anticipate what the, what the impact is going to be and what the cost is going to be from an investor's perspective. So this is going to be really interesting to yeah. chat to Bob. And we have other guests lined up a little bit later who come I, from a similar world. I like, um, I appreciate, kind of like yourself, you know, I, I remember uh, when you were writing the Dear CEO mock letter. Um, and I remember that moment where you made a decision to do what was right, not what was easy, and to have an opinion that may not be popular or may kind of get shot down, but because it was um, true to you, you, you kind of went, right, I'm going out with this. And Bob is very much of that same ilk. So what I appreciate about both of you is that you've got opinions. You're not, you, you're not bothered whether they're going to be play out to be perfectly accurate in the long term, but they're true to you now and you, you kind of have no problem saying that. So I think it's going to be interesting to hear the two of you in the same room together. Um, and uh, I imagine not conflicting, but I would say opposite at time uh, comments on the same subject matter. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be good. And, and even, well, opposite views, I think. Complementary opposite views. Well, I think there are areas where I, where he will have a view where I'll say, well, actually, that's not, you know, technically the rules have moved on from there. But yeah. even though that might be the case, he's still right because he's the person interacting with the investor. And if he doesn't think ESG is any good or he doesn't think that active funds are worth it, then whether or not the rules are a little bit different and require more doesn't really matter because if an IFA is not guiding investors into this product range, then there's something wrong somewhere. Yeah. So anyway, it's going to be great stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that. We'll have a few. Yeah, me too. That. 
Um, so lots of great content on the way. Dun, 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 dun. Funds Ireland Minicon. What the heck is that about? Well, I can't say too much because you told me not to say too much. <laughs> but uh, as a heads up, very shortly we will be launching um, Funds Ireland Minicon, which will be a series of minicons uh, later this year and early next year, which will be free for our attendees. And a little bit like what you said there in terms of having opinions and, and saying things and calling it out, that will be the mandate for the minicons to really, they will be genuinely held views, but they will be views you may not have heard from other people before. Uh, they will be opinions that will maybe take a little bit of bravery to, to get out there because they won't be. The I like the, heard. the container that is being used to kind of hold uh, these conversations. Um, which is transforming challenge into best practice. Um, and this idea of like stepping up and, and owning some of the narrative here and owning some of the situation with the intention of transforming it into best practice for you and your profession, for your firm, uh, for us as an industry. So that also demands that we have the tough conversations um, with people We've got the skill set and experience to bring to the table. So I'm excited. We're talking to some really um, talented people. Yeah, we've got some great partners lined up. Um, with the, you know, the criteria Animated for this is being, as being we, you know, we want people who are going to help us co-create kick-ass content. So yeah. this is that that's the mandate. Um, it's going to be good. It's going to be interesting. I think the it's going first. To be fun. Oh, and it was the idea was to have uh, at some point in November, I think, where there's a week. Uh, where that material starts to show up in uh, like the third or this 10th, we don't need to commit to a date, but it's sometime in November where that material tends to show up, um, not necessarily in one specific day, but over the course of a week. Um, well, we can, we can leave it there because I can assure our listeners that they will know about it when it true. drops because it will be everywhere. Uh, we will have uh, the marketing engine turned on high to let people know uh, what's, what's on the way. But it'll be fun. It'll be good. It'll yep. be worth listening to and watching into. And it'll be free, even better again. There you go, throwing around the F word. Moving on. <laughs> uh, what's next on your agenda, Denny? What else is going on? Well, we are just launching our shop on the oh, yeah. Quest website where we have, have an e-commerce arm now. Our e-commerce arm, yeah. yes. What's on it? Well, we're... What are you flogging, lovey? <laughs> what we're starting with is we have a series of templates that we use with our fund management companies where we're working with them on being really, really good and really clear about their CB86 compliance. So whether it is director's letters of appointment, DP letters of appointment, annual activity calendars, uh, very comprehensive. So I can go in and mandate. buy a template. Mm -hmm. Do I have to buy the whole Monty? No, you can buy individual documents. So they okay. come as, as individuals priced accordingly. Obviously, what does the pricing look like for? Well, um, from like from a hundred euro up to two fifty. So they're okay. they're very reasonable. They they really They've got like thirty odd pages in this one particular template. I saw some of them are longer and some of them are shorter. Okay. They do a good job of allocating. So you know, if you're a designated person, allocating out the regulatory obligations to them, so they know what they're what they're on the hook for, what they are. And if I didn't buy to. this off you, because I mean, I'm thinking the math here. I'll give you 250 quid for this, but if I didn't and I went and did it myself, what is an hour of me sorting it out? Uh, I would say it's probably a day, two days probably. 
of an individual time to prepare one. So if you're looking across an annual oh, activity fair. calendar, you're talking about sifting through all of AIFMD, all of uses, and all of CB86 to identify what oh, this rule require me to do every year. Well, you've got to check your you know, update your risk management framework, update your policy. So it, it does uh, it does cut out a lot of that and gives in-house legal and compliance a head start on uh, on getting their paperwork in place and making sure it's really up to best practice. Uh, and okay, there's obviously with any template, there's tailoring to do, which is exactly what the regulator would want you to do um, to tailor for your business. But as I said, it's I a assume massive those head start. Templates are editable for me, and I yeah. can. Okay, Work. great, nice. Work. What else? Anything else on the shop? Um, well, that's that's the that's where we're starting on the shop. There are other templates that are available if you come to us directly. We're, we're working. Um, but that's it. Very excited to get the shop up and running because it's something we've been working on for a little while. And then, of course, with the virtual world that we operate in so much now, um, and with the changing nature of mancos and how they how they operate as well, it's uh, it's great to get it finally over the line. Cool, nice one. Um, you've got a couple other things you wanted to talk about. Um, we talk about a Quest Express. Oh, oh, I I totally forgot about that. <laughs> A Quest Express. So, oh my! God. Don't you just love that name? I do like the name because it's <laughs> it just tells you all you need to know. Uh, micro learning. So we obviously we, we spend a lot of time with firms doing training, and we will often do quite in, you know quite detailed programs over a number of sessions. Um, but as a kind of an alternative to that, we have the Quest Express range now, which is micro learning sessions of just forty five minutes, where we will take our topic and condense it down into a very manageable and fun fun there's music and puppets tell them everything i'm not talking about music and puppets at this stage okay um but they will be they'll be interactive they'll be fun and they'll be very quick darts very quick sessions uh that will get across the key points and be a way to get the team together for this uh, this micro learning experience so again availing of our tech. i think it's um i mean my, if i add my two cents to it you know, these are high, and it's almost like celebrating the return to the old normal. I'm going to go with that because it is nice to have the old normal back. Um, so high energy, fun, short, um, you know, concise, what you need to know with a little bit of comedy to go with it. Not such a bad thing. I'll start with a joke. <laughs> All right. So uh, fair play to you. I, I did totally forget about Quest Express. Yeah. Uh, so on top of that, though, just like in terms of the general state of the world, um, we know that the regulator is concluding on CP86 very shortly. So we can see a number of mancos getting ahead of that. And that whole that old piece of the world is, is really quite active at the moment. Manco is looking at understanding how they do things versus how others do things, how best practices, what the regulator is going to require. If they anticipate they're going to be doing something on the resourcing front, they're trying to get ahead of that before everybody else is in the market. So that's a very active space. We also obviously work with clients on preparatory, so preparing them for engagements with the regulator. That's a funny one. That kind of, when COVID kicked in, it uh, increased, but it worked in a very different way. So it wasn't so much the thematic inspections and the regular supervisory engagement. It was more... Um, very active and, and frequent check-ins with the regulator on things like ECP deployment and um, you know liquidity risk management and, and how funds were getting on with 
uh, the liquidity and portfolios, whether they're experiencing issues around redemption loads and, and what have you. And those kind of interactions, firms are, it's easy enough to manage day to day on your own, but we're now seeing a shift back to those more demanding interactions where the regulators are either doing thematic inspections or they're doing FMP interviews or, um, uh, or they're doing these regular supervisory engagements under PRISM. And so although they're, they're delivering and they're engaging in those meetings virtually, they are back to what we had seen previously, which is big expectations from the regulator in terms of the level of knowledge of the people that they're meeting. So, um, yeah, that's all kind of coming back to life again. So I said old normal, yeah, yeah. done differently, but that getting back to the regulator putting the thumb screws on and, and starting to pin firms and individuals, particularly CEOs, on how it is exactly that their business operates, all that kind of stuff. Uh, is starting is starting to really uh, kick in again. So it's interesting to see where where that's come come through in the cycle. Um, and wrap up on that and just say outsourcing is another one where where we're seeing quite a lot of interest and quite a lot of activity. So we we do work with firms both where they are going to outsource or they have outsourced and they want to review how they've gone through that process where they're a regulated firm because the load on that from a regulatory and is heavy and it's easy to it's easy for something to slip through that probably shouldn't or it's easy to put procedures in place five years ago and then look at them today and wonder and mm. it's still best practice and are we doing what we said we yeah. would do so we're working on regulated firms and that and we're increasingly seeing that as something that they are interested in but we're also working with outsourced service providers so reg tech firms and what have you it's such a different world for an outsourced provider reg tech or otherwise, where they start to have clients that are regulated firms, because you go from being a dynamic tech firm where you're, you know, you can imagine the offices they have with their PlayStations and this kind of stuff, but they're very creative and very able to deliver, conceive new ideas and deliver them very quickly. Once you go into having regulated firms as your clients, that now starts to put constraints on you and your business and make requirements of you in terms of governance. So for example, whereas in the past, before you have regulated clients, you as a, as a reg tech firm can subcontract or delegate to whoever you want. But now, if you have a regulated client and you want to subdelegate, you have to get their consent. So there's a whole process to go through. Firstly, to make sure you, you, you do get the consent. You don't forget about it. And so it just changes the culture, it changes the way that these firms operate. Sometimes they, those firms, those reg tech firms, find it hard to get their foot in the door with regulated firms without having these policies and procedures and governance in place. Sometimes they get through the door, but the requirement is to, to, to engineer these so that they, uh, they don't let the client down because that's one thing, the biggest risk, of course, with outsourcing is that if I'm the business and I'm doing it myself and I make a mess, well, then it's my own fault. If I hire somebody to do something for me and they make a mess, it's my fault. And so that element of trust and, and trusting that they're doing the right thing and not going to let you down is huge. And that's why we're, we're increasingly engaging with these outsourcers providers to get them in the right place so that they don't let their clients down when it comes to the client's regulatory compliance obligations. Wow, what a long monologue that was. Well, it would be um, nice to wrap up with maybe holiday plans. Are you? I'm done. I have staycationed. And it was a wonderful advertisement for going to Spain in the summertime <laughs> to get some sunshine. Uh, I, I, that's it. I've been a little bit facetious. 
the weather wasn't great, but the, we did have great fun. We got to find lots of activities that you have in Ireland that we didn't realize. Like we went on hawk walks, we went whale watching, we've been to Kilkenny Castle. Oh, that's right. I remember. Yeah, uh, of course you did. What so, did Nessie think? Did she like the whale watching? Uh, she did, and we did see we did see dolphins. We did see seals. Aww. I saw the back of a minke whale for about half a second. Aww. Nobody else amongst the two boats that were there saw. So. And did the kids love it? The kids had a great time. The kids had a great time. Good. So Ireland is a great place to staycation, particularly after you've had two or three weeks of solid sunshine. I'll be going to Spain. <laughs> but I, I, I was grateful to, I was grateful to get away, and I was yeah. glad to, I don't know, help out if that's the right way. But you could see from the businesses that you know, the restaurants, yeah. the hotels, and guest houses where we stayed, that the level of service was. I think that their appreciation for yeah. you giving them Investing. their business. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't taken for granted, which was really nice. Yeah. Uh, so it was great staycation. I like a little bit more sunshine. So organize that. What about you? Uh, I'm flipping a coin between Portugal and Spain. I'm thinking six weeks. Um, I'd like to work remotely, by the way, <laughs> Danny. <laughs> Jesus. Surprise. Um, no, I just want a bit of sun and I want a bit of, you know, Spanish air slash sangria oh good idea yeah good idea um nice catch up uh great let's wrap it up there yeah let's do that our next podcast is going to be dropping very shortly and it will be with bob the investor bob, advocate so the investor's forward, advocate. Uh, check out the blog on the esma opinion and the esma letter yeah. if they turn around and do what i've advised i will buy where do drinks. people get information for? Oh, wait, what? Oh, yeah, I'm by the <laughs> right of drinks on me if I do this. Yeah. Adrian Whelan, are you listening? <laughs> um, mine's definitely going to be a whiskey or 10. So, you totally, I lost my train of thought now. You buying drinks? Ugh. You're just wrapping up. Express, a Quest Express, where are people getting the information to book that? Uh, if you go on to quest.ie. There's a web page there, tab at the top, can't miss it. Got it. Uh, do it. Yeah, do it. It's good fun. And I, you know, it is good fun. Yeah. Yeah. I hear your costume lineup is pretty awesome. Get everybody back in the, back in the game, heads in the game after this period of hiatus. Right. Let's wrap it up there. Thank you very much for your time, Shannon. We'll catch you next time on the Equest podcast. When I said Bob Quinn will be our guest. In the meantime, stay safe and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Aquas Podcast. For information about our training and advisory programs or our academy, visit aquas.ie. For more resources on regs, funds, and governance, check out our YouTube channel, Daniel Lawler, R-U-R-Q.